Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the EFES podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, Chase Eric here with the Epis Nation podcast, episode 21. Got one of our rowdy friends back plugged in with us, Ryan Karras, who you guys uh, had and heard on uh, previous episodes. Excited to have him back with us. Uh, I'm just going to start this off with, for those that are listening in, we get a lot of people that reach out. Uh, they'll go to the FS Nation website after listening to the podcast, uh, whether it's on Spotify, uh, Apple, whatever it may be, and they reach out. Uh, we love the interactions. We welcome it. So if you're somebody who is listening in today and something resonates out of the message uh, that we're going to bring to you guys, um, I'll just tell you now, if if you have questions, you want to do a deeper dive into this, uh, you're looking for support, you're looking for some help with some anything at all, we invite you. Reach out. We're more than happy to help you. Uh, we've been doing that uh, quite often with uh, each episode as we've progressed here now to episode 21. Well, Ryan, what's happening, man? Glad to have you all with us today. Hey, man. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it as always. Episode 21. I feel like we should be in like a casino or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, last time you and I were rapping on the podcast, we were uh, that was episode number 12. And so we're back here on 21. And uh, I know t- today's topic is going to be one that you know, a lot of people are discussing, a lot of people have already jumped into, a lot of people that are face-to-face are wondering about, uh, we're not going to be covering any type of solicitation message by recommending people do this, uh, but we're going to touch on some of the uncertainties and unknowns as it pertains to virtual sales in our industry. And so we're going to talk about final expense, we're going to talk about life insurance, we're going to talk about Medicare. Um, So let's kick it off. I know you have a history, you've been in the business a long time, You've seen it through the virtual sales perspective. Tell me about the old stigma or the old interpretation of, uh, of virtual sales and, and uh, kind of where we're at today with it. Well, I mean, it goes back. I mean, uh, our company had the vision, we'll call it, before most other companies about getting into the direct consumer. I mean, I don't even know when, 12, 11, something like that. And, uh, you know, I had the unfortunate dinner uh, with old ownership and they were like, Hey, Ryan, we're going to move you out of the field side and you're going to go fix this call center direct. And I'm like, wait, what, what am I going to do? And, you know, I can't get those years back chase, but that was six, seven and a half, you know, seven years of like the roughest time of my life because, you know, you try to throw, you know, sell over the phone and it's just different, right? It's not like, yeah, it's the same product. It's the same client. But everything else is different. And when you look at some of the most important analytical numbers in this business, which is the two P's, placement and persistency, those are different, right? And it just, you know, we eventually got out of the direct consumer channel, as obviously you know. And then life went on. COVID happened where all of a sudden everyone had to sell virtually, right, for a period of time, right? And now we're back to like normalcy, but there's still everyone wants to do it virtually. And it's like, if I talk to a hundred recruits this week, you know, 75 of them have made up their mind that they want to sell this virtually. But guess what? They've never sold it before, right? So they have this mindset of, I'm going to do this for my house, but I've never done this before. Well, that's where, you know, kind of like, it's like, okay, well, be careful who you do it with. Because if you if, if you don't have the right setup, guess what? You can be out of this business quicker than you got into the business. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the wild part about it is, um, going back and kind of looking at it over time, it was, we were born into the business where, you know, you get those calluses on your knuckles, you're knocking on doors, 
You're teaching people how to, you know, build rapport from a face-to-face standpoint. And and kind of the thought process that I have, and I know we talked about this earlier, is, you know, you don't want to be that that old curmudgeon, that old man that's like, oh, I don't need the internet, and uh, you get left behind. So you'd be a fool to not look into it uh, deeply and really do a deep dive on what is this all about? Is this beneficial? Is this something that we're able to help with, uh, you know, with, with the agents that we serve? And so, you know, I, we're going to go in, in down the rabbit hole today and we're going to talk about this in detail. But first, I want to start off with the philosophical change that and just the approach to the client, uh, because there's a there's a, there is a misconception that it's a completely different sales process. I don't believe that to be true. I think that your core fundamentals are going to be the same, but there are some changes that you need to make. But to the point for those that are listening in, Ryan, you and I know this, you're still going to have to build rapport. You just have to do it a little bit differently. You're still going to have to find common ground. You're just going to do it a little bit differently. I do believe that you are a little bit of a disadvantage or instead of a disadvantage, you're going to be a little bit of an uphill climb because you're not able to sit there and make eye contact if you're just doing it virtually over the phone, uh, like you would as if you were in person. You know, when you're making eye contact, you're looking at the things on the wall, the knickknacks, and you're starting to kind of find that common ground and develop rapport, open up some good dialogue, have some good small talk. To get in rapport with them, that's going to be a little bit different. There's a different strategy to it. But the fundamentals will still remain the same. Find common ground, build rapport. Get down on the emotional level. I don't want to steal any thunder, but that doesn't change. The sales process is still very similar, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, You know, I think that, number one, you got to make sure you have the right lead source. You know what I mean, Chase? The lead source has to be the right lead source. Um, A lot of the agents I talk to, you know, they, they're buying internet leads, which is fine. But what kind of internet leads are you buying, right? Because if they're a shared lead and you're an individual one-man band from your house and that same shared lead company is selling that to a call center that has 100 people on the floor, you're going to get smoked. You know what I mean? Like the, you, by the time you call that person, they've already been called 67 times. And you just, you can't outwork a call center. So you got to have the right lead source. Um, but you, after the lead source, you got to have the right mindset of products and, and what all are you going to offer them to stand out, right? If you are, you know, if I'm a field agent and I, and, and Miss Mary fills out a direct mail card and I go walking into her house and she has a policy that's with a virtual agent, there's a good chance Miss Mary's going to want to do business with me after I get done talking with her because I'm a local agent, right? So you got to make sure when you're selling this stuff over the phone, you got to make sure you're selling the right product. This comp- this market has gotten so competitive all of a sudden, it, it, it mind boggling. And you got to make sure you're doing the underwriting right. You know, if you're if you're one of those agents and you're only selling for this one company because you're captive or whatever, you are going to get replaced left and right because you have got to make sure that the client has the best product they qualify for. And then being able to cross-sell the holistic approach that we've done magically in the field, right, over the last three, four years, right now into the virtual side. Showing that person how you can actually help them with their Medicare. You got to do it compliantly. You got to find a company, you know, that will actually teach it to you compliantly. So you're doing everything by the book, but you're still helping that client. 
you know, being able to help someone with their Medicare and then give them a better final expense policy. Now you got a much stickier rate going back to those two P's, right? So I really think that having the right lineup of carriers, the right lead, and obviously offering the right verticals, meaning life and health, is the success platform for that agent, right? Now, you talk about these people that they want to do this virtually and they want to do it part-time. It goes back to the saying, I tell the same person in the field, this is not a hobby. If you want to do this part-time, just go do something else, right? If you want to come into this business with $300 in your business account and you want to start a business, go do something else. You're just going to waste your time and your money. This is a business, right? If you're going to do it virtually, it's really a business. People think doing it virtually is easier because you're not getting in the car and wasting your gas driving all over town. It's actually harder. You actually have to work harder virtually than you do in the field. I have agents. You have agents. We all have agents that are working 30 hours in the field and they're making six figures. You have to work 50 hours a week over the phone or you ain't going to get close to it, right? So I think that's kind of like, in my opinion, right, which obviously everyone who knows me knows I have an opinion. That's what you really need to grasp if you're going to do this virtually. Yeah, I want to take that one step further because you touched on something I think that's very important, which is when you mentioned you mentioned leads, you mentioned carriers, you know, products. Um, I, I want to take that, you know, I agree with everything you said there. We live in a great time right now in the industry to where products are very accommodating towards a virtual setup. Um, you you know, it, it, they've got nice fraud prevention in there for uplines and agency owners. Um, there's certain protocol in place now with the products where it can help, you know, prevent some of the fraud that, the, you know, the bad apples were, were doing at one point. But to, with the leads, you, you, number one, you got to make sure that they're plentiful. You got to make sure, as you mentioned, Ryan, that they're on point every single week. Uh, and then I also want to take it one step further. As you mentioned products, you know, you have got to be well versed in those products in terms of your knowledge. You know, where is the underwriting fit? Because Ryan mentioned it was a very good point. You have got to know the underwriting because you will get replaced if you're a one-trick pony. But then also at the same time, if you're out there leading with just the company that pays you the highest comp, this goes virtual, this goes face-to-face, you're going to get replaced. Someone's going to come in and upgrade the plan that you you originally offered with something that's better. It gives more benefit, lower rate, whatever it may be. But my point is training that need that goes into this. You really have got to have somebody that can train you how to successfully manage your business from a virtual standpoint. And and I'm going to take that into a couple of different directions. Number one, the underwriting, as I just mentioned, is Ryan Mitch. Being able to effectively ask questions to the client, no different than if you were face-to-face, but you've got to be able to drill down. You can't be skittish just because you're doing it over the phone or you're doing it virtually to not dive deep into those health questions. You have to do that just as important as if you were in the, in, in person with them. You know, asking about circulatory, heart attack, strokes, stents, bypass, all of those things, any cancers, getting getting specific and drilling down. You cannot back up from that just because you're virtual. But then also the training aspect, um, hopefully that whoever you're working with, you tap in and you have a mentor that can show you and just roll with, hey, here's where I want to get better. Here's the, here's the things I need to know. But then also having that person pour into you and critique you, big point of how you sound over the phone. You know, how do you come across with your voice inflection? Are you are you a Debbie Downer or are you somebody who's fired up? You've got good good enthusiasm. That's another thing that's important is the training aspect as well. And I know that you did a lot of that uh, on the telesell side, you know, previously. That's important. Heck yeah, it's important. I mean, I remember 
the littlest thing. Everyone knows I have a pretty loud voice, and uh, that's not something I struggle with. But a lot of people, they they get sit in their chair, and they want to sit down and, because they're dialing. They're doing the monotonous thing where they're after one call after the other. When you have a good call going, you need to stand up. You need to walk around. You need to for, pretend, envision that you're in front of them and get excited about this stuff, especially when you're talking about their health benefits, you know? Um, that also reminds me of a call we had. You know, we have our awesome Medicare training calls every Friday. And if anyone out there in, in La La Land, ha, uh, you know, hasn't really done the Medicare yet, like figure out how to get on a couple of our calls. They're, they're, we, we let anyone join them. You know, they're not a recruiting call. It's not a who wants to be a millionaire call. It's not a buy more leads call. It's really just content, which is the way training should be, right? And, you know, Holden does a great job on our Friday's uh, Medicare calls. I love, love hearing him talk because what he does is he takes little things and lets you understand it from your business perspective on how it can make you more money. And, it, you know, he talked on last Friday about the CRM, Right. So if you're doing this now virtually and you're, you don't have a CRM, a good CRM, a CRM that can work for you, you got to sit back and reflect on that. That's a problem, right? Being able to stay in front of these clients, being able to work your book of business. I don't care if you have 300 final expense or live clients or you have 300 Medicare clients, you should be calling them, right? And offering them other verticals, right? If you called all 300 of your final expense clients, you're going to run across people that need your help on Medicare and vice versa. And if you're not doing it, guess what? There's someone else out there that does both of them and they're going to take business because they provide more value, right? To the client. You got to make sure that you're staying in front of these people more so over the phone than in person. Yeah, spot on. Um, I want to, I'm going to go down a different rabbit hole as well. We talked about, you know, having, needing the, having the need to, to consistently have leads coming your way week in, week out. Um, I want to talk about the cross-sell opportunity. And I, I know that we are always focused on remaining compliant, but just this fits in virtual, this fits face-to-face. And I know you're very passionate about it. We've been talking about it for you know, a few years now here. You know, The virtual opportunity, if you really want to maximize productivity in any line, that holistic cross-sell has got to be baked in, right? 100%. I mean, it's, I mean, guys, think about it. A lot of you that are just selling final expense, let's say you've been doing it three years. And let's say you're, you're, you're not a stud yet, but you're better than the average bear. You know, think about it. Look at the carriers. Spend the time to go pull up the three main carriers you write and go look at the uh, your earnings checks. Go look at what your 10, 11, and 12s look like. And go look at what your renewals look like. This is your business, guys. You need to know your numbers. And Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank, my favorite guy, always says, the day you don't know the numbers about your business, you're one step closer to being out of business, right? But I guarantee you that those numbers aren't more than $2,500, $3,000 a month. And you've been doing this for several years. If you were doing the Medicare, it might be five thousand and the twenty five hundred. Now you got seventy five hundred a month coming into your business. Now before you do anything this year, you're already bringing in eighty thousand dollars in revenue. You've got to figure out how to make yourself last in this business. Too many people are here today, gone tomorrow. Whether tomorrow is three months or three years down the road, but if you can have a platform that can secure you to be in this industry for as long as you and I have been, you're going to be able to retire one day. But if you're just looking at it narrow-minded, hey, 
Hope you hope chargeback hell doesn't bite you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's the way of the world really right now. I, I you know it's kind of our message and something that I know that we've been trying to get out for years now, a few years now, is saving the life agents. If you're listening in, like you know the hamster wheel as we call it, trying to help you get off of the hamster wheel and, and like we phrase it, stress free selling. For it's stress free serving uh, to the people you visit with every day. Getting off of that hamster wheel of, of, as we've had leadership talk about for years now, every month that 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 uh, that monthly number you need to hit it resets, and if you don't have residual income coming in, you're going to feel the stress. You're going to feel the pressure of I got to go out. I got to have a big week. I got to go back out, and you know it's it's just it 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 really will compound month after month where it wears you down, year after year of being in the business. Well, how beautiful of a situation is it if you have a residual income where you wake up and you're making, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars a month plus because of just asking a few questions, just by integrating in that holistic organic approach of better serving your clients. You're gonna make money up front. There's a lot of people who are just uneducated and will say, Oh, I don't want to get involved in Medicare because it's you know, you don't make any money up front. You do. You absolutely do. Uh, but it's the back-end money where you really see the impact. And it's just, it's a game changer for those. If you want to get in, if you want to be in the business, I'll just throw this out there to you now. If you want to be in the business and you want to be able to go out every day with no stress of having to make a sale today, integrate Medicare into your life sales today. Now, if you're a mortgage protection agent, you know, if you're if you're out there, we get a lot of mortgage protection agents that reach out. If you're a mortgage protection agent, you're like, no, you know, you're talking about final expense. I don't run into Medicare clients. You most definitely do. If you're selling simplified issue whole life, you're most likely running into people who are Medicare eligible type clients. Now, how you go about that compliantly, you need good teaching. You need good mentorship to make sure you're compliant. That's number one. But if you're running into or you're selling final expense now, there's a very high probability that you're you're running into Medicare clients or Medicare candidates, whether it be supplement, advantage, whatever. You got to know what to do. But if you want to get off the hamster wheel, you want to stop stressing over sales every week, every month throughout your entire career, start the holistic approach today. Integrate that in. Ryan, you you work with quite a few guys, and we have historically that have adopted this. It's been a game changer for them. Oh, big time. I mean, uh, we have an agent that's been um, doing life with us for seven years. Uh, and he's a he's an above average guy. I mean, he's a he's a five to six grand a week type of dude. He's twenty you know twenty k land every month consistently is a producer. Right? That's a high end producer. Seven years with us, he's been doing Medicare with us for about four four and a half. And I was talking to him a month ago, and he said his renewals are now up to eighty two hundred a month. I mean, that's just that's real money. I mean, even your son. I saw your son this morning in the parking lot. You know, kids still try to like figure out the industry, right? Like, you know, I haven't been doing it that long. Four, five, six months, whatever it is. He really took it serious starting January 1. The kid's got 23 Medicare apps in February. Like, this, the kid's like 20 years old. Like, by the time he's our age, he's making more money than both of us combined. Because he's figuring it out. And he's actually like, the light bulb went off. When I asked him in the parking lot, I was like, man, 23, man, that's more than he did during AEP. He did that in like three weeks. He's like, yeah, I figured it out. Once I can get that client to trust me, and then I can better their situation. They love me too much not to get it from me. And it's like, you know, the kid's got it down. I mean, if he can figure it out, he had the right training. He had the right support. You need that. 
you know, my favorite question to ask agents that are, you know, doing Medicare or doing life is what does your upline do for your business? What do they do to earn your override that they make on you? And, you know, 95% of the time is same answer. They don't do nothing. So if you're that person and you're struggling right now, whether you're doing it virtually, whether you're doing it over, you know, in the field, ask yourself that question. You know who your upline is. Whoever that person is, what does that person do to help your business make more money? And are they deserving that override? And if they, if you don't have a list of things, I'm talking a list of all the things they do to help you, and then maybe you're just not the smartest business owner. I don't know. Figure it out. Like this is a business, but you got to make sure whoever you're partnered with is providing value to increase your business's numbers. Yeah, and you you just hit on something I think is very important for those that are listening in. You got to really got to be able if you do the holistic approach, you jump in. One thing I want to throw out there to you that Ryan just you just mentioned, I'm going to take it further is you have to be willing to walk away. Just like on the life side, you don't you don't upgrade or replace business just to replace it. You know, there's a lot of situations where our agents will run into uh, a client that is legitimately in a great plan. Um, I have to be careful with the wording you use when it comes to CMS, like best, better, and all that stuff. But they're in a great plan that fits their needs based off of what they've told us. So with that being said, we we have to teach to walk away. It's okay to walk away. And that's, you know, when you hinted at that, I was like, man, I really want to drill on this. Really want to go down that rabbit hole because a lot of agents will, will get themselves in trouble. And it's it's two different worlds. You can get yourself in just as hot water on life with the Department of Insurance as you can with CMS, but you always want to make sure you're doing the right thing for the client based off of their needs and your dialogue with them. You know, what's important to them needs to be on the forefront of your mind when you're serving them and you're going through um, looking at their Medicare needs or their life needs. But that was a really good point that you brought up. We have to be willing to walk away at times. So to make sure that we're serving our clients the best of our ability. So um, I really, really enjoyed that part. Let's, uh, as we look to wrap it up, I know today's got to be a little bit more uh, brief than it normally is. We've got some things that we're working on here internally, big things that are going on. Um, any parting shots that you want to throw out uh, before we break here? No, oh, I just, I think every agent that's listening to this, you just need to, you know, every once in a while, put, you know, pick the hood up of your car, which is your business and really dissect What's going right? What's going wrong? Did anything that this loudmouth, bald-headed guy say that resonated with you? You know, look, I always have an opinion about something, but at the end of the day, my passion is for the business. We've been doing this, what, combined 37-something years, Chase. Like, this is what we do, and we obviously love what we do, and we're here to help agents. And without agents, you and I don't have jobs, and we're here to, you know, help support you. We're here to help educate you. And um, if you're doing it virtually, look at your numbers. If you're doing it in the field, look at your numbers. If you're not cross-selling, ask yourself why. And uh, be more than happy to have you join our Friday training calls just on Medicare so you can just check it out. That's all I got, bud. I love it. I love it. We appreciate you guys logging in and uh, and spending some time with us today, whether you're on the road, on the way to an appointment, uh, or if you're just stopping in, having an office day, listening in. Uh, episode 21, it's been fun. Ryan? We'll do it. Uh, we'll get, do it again sooner than later. Thanks for listening to the EFES podcast. For more, visit EFESNation.com and subscribe to the podcast catalog on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.